What is even up? It's your boy Crapman. It was my boy Hackenstone and my wife Marley. <laughs> How are we all doing? Welcome to the Hypnotic Hootout and stuff. Thank you for having us. <laughs> very, very my pleasure. I'm doing. Are you doing? <laughs> doing. Yeah, I just want to, I'm really, one, on a good note, I do miss you. Hmm. I miss seeing you. I miss, like, I don't know. I just miss you having here, here having you here. I was telling him that I, yeah. And he's like, don't worry, he'll be here soon. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I will tell you now. <laughs> don't worry. I'll be there in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's. It's even hard to even, I guess this took the time for even WhatsApp. Mm. Like that I, I... Did you text less because you talk to each other each week? I think I do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. Well, I don't text much either way. <laughs> I'm really a lazy texter. Yeah. I have, I have... I have a weekly reminder to talk to people, <laughs> so I don't forget. Much better than I, I can do, I am doing. I want to be the first one to say hi and good evening mm -hmm. to you, Vendisil. <laughs> yes, hello yeah. there. Hey, Vendisil. <laughs> oh, good that you're here. How's the, how's the audio? Is there, is there a bad echo? Are we about level with our... Because Jan has a new, new mic. Yeah. It should be better, hopefully. I feel I should sound better. much better now. You sound I have to say, like the, the the Discord audio is really bad this time, unfortunately. But as long as I can make out what you guys are saying, I, I think I'll be fine. Oh, is it already bad? Yeah, it's very um, spotty or like crackling and stuff, but. No, no, like the, the muted times yet. Mm. So I can hear you. I just have to find out what you're saying. <laughs> uh, also, hey, Anathim. Yes. Or hi. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll just close this down. Yeah, I don't know. Discord has been weird lately. I mean, uh, when I did the, the game jam, I also had that problem, but I figured it's because it's like 100 people trying to talk mm. to each other at the same time. But yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe we need to Maybe find a better solution. Internet connection? Yeah. Might be. I mean, I haven't actively noticed it being bad, but it has been, I think, not the most stable these last weeks. Mm. Oh, well. well, we'll see how we get through. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Only a couple of weeks, then I'm then I'm back in Leipzig, and we can do it. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then I have my second grievance with this man here. I'm not so I'm sure. In a cave. Yeah, that, that's the echo from uh, Crabman's end. I think. Yeah. Not sure what to do about that. 
Well, just imagine I'm in a cave. I mean, my, my room isn't that much bigger, so fits. Maybe I need to build some kind of shield for behind the mic. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's set to record from the front mostly, but somehow it, it's still really good. I mean, you hear me when I sit back there on my PC and yell into the mic. It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we probably all need uh, headphones if we do it like this, but... But how? How are we going to do that? I've got a dual uh, headphone uh, plug. Oh, really? Yeah. With me. With you? Yes. Mm. Not such a... Next time at the Olis. iPod. Next time. Let's, let's stay in the cave. Yes. Good, good. Um, oh. I see we picked up a couple of followers. Interesting. Yeah. Six more. Probably, maybe because of the Discord Me? stuff. So everyone who's like, yeah, probably because of you. <laughs> Not now that you mention it. <laughs> but you aside, Mbali I would... fans. Yeah. So for all the Mbali fans, uh, she will have her say uh, this time. <laughs> I know, for, for all the people who came uh, from my Discord announcement, we will be talking about how we select games, how we like to select games, how we actually select games, and I think maybe go through uh, Friedrich's list mm. uh, at Kyle like to, because the questions I read in the blog they were hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, but for now, have you heard the news? Time out. What news? Which ones? What? What time out? I, I need to address something at the beginning of the streaming. Uh-huh. Then my wifey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Sorry, that's that's part of it now. No, it's that's... not just because you made it three times. <laughs> that, that that's a it's now the thing. It is not the thing. Where is it a thing? <laughs> Well, three times, that's the rule. So you should have no. complained sooner. Now it's too late. It's oh, already like baked into the system. My hobby. And you hate that, so like, it's despise it. It's, uh... Yeah, I think, I think it should change too. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the introduction as a whole, but you're just so happy doing it every time that I just let you do it. Yeah, I feel like we're starting on a fun note there. No, that's just... Well, remind me next time, and then we'll see. <laughs> ah, we'll do it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I have some good news and I have some bad news. The good news are there is a new Indiana Jones game announced. The bad news, it's not um, Secret of... Oh, what? The oh, I forgot of that. Atlantis? Yeah. Fate of the Atlantis, Fate of Atlantis, yeah, that's a, so that's pretty much all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard much about it actually. It's uh, wasn't it developed by one of those big studios that keep making bad Star Wars games? It's from Machine Games. Uh, the publisher is Bethesda, I think. Bethesda, Bethesda, oh. I think. 
Okay. I just got excited for a second because I thought it might be Fate of Atlantis or something in that way, uh, but it isn't. And then was way less excited. But this up and down, I just wanted to share. Yeah. Sure. Um, when the seal says, if the mic has an audio output, it does not. I mean, my sound card has a monitor thingy. Ah, I guess we'll have to try uh, and see what we can do about that. Um, I guess for now, we're doing it kind of KV. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> so, have you guys played anything this week? Have you? I know I made a game through you. <laughs> but I haven't played any games. I don't play games, you see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you right. haven't. We haven't really talked games. about the game, right? Sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> I was saying, ah, oh, right, we haven't talked about your uh, game jam game. That's true. We You've could barely even played that. What? How many times am I supposed to play it? Until Once. I get... I did play it once. Oh. Well, I showed it to you once. Um. I play. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before we get into playing games, mm -hmm. um, no, I haven't played any games, and he's the one that's been playing games. Mm. Yeah, I'm you. still slogging through the Rise of the Tomb Raider. He's died so many times. Your yeah, twice. <laughs> I thought it was a lot. <laughs> no, most of the time it's fine. It's just one time it bugged out, and the other time I didn't know that a trap like this existed. And it's not a hard game, it's just a boring game. I don't like it much. What game again? Sorry, I couldn't uh, hear. Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one of the new trilogy. Ah, Rise of the Tomb Raider, yeah. I like the first one a lot, but the second is pretty boring. They kind of ruined it with all that open world nonsense and yeah. Don't yeah open world was such a weird trend where everyone just jumped on without really realizing what open world is for. And the weird thing is the first one is also open world, but in a more, it feels more intentionally designed in a way. Um, something that annoys me a lot in this one is you come across so much stuff that you can't do yet. Like there's so many little challenges that are marked on your map, but you don't have a knife yet. You don't have this tool yet. You don't have that mm. tool yet. And it's like, there's like five different things that are shown in the area that I can't do. It's like every other thing I go to, you can't do this yet. Mm. And it's so obnoxious. It's like... It's <laughs> <Sounds> frustrating. <laughs> I bet you, you you've had a game seeing that you asked us first, what have you been playing? Me? Yes, well, you! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've, I've played a little bit of Hades still. Uh, Hades is still a great game, but I'm now at a level where, where it becomes too stressful for me to play, so I kind of never feel in the mood anymore. It's, a, it's such a great game, and I still haven't beaten it not even once and then when you beat it once that the story continues which is awesome design and i want to see more but it's just it's become 
it's become too stressful for me. Uh, yeah, I'm too lazy of a gamer now. Stressful in what way? Hmm? Stressful in what way? Um, well, I at first I just played like the first um, area, which uh, is I think Tartarus, which so hell levelly, mm -hmm. hell at the beginning. Um, then I got to the second area, and now I regularly get up until the end. So each run is about like 45, 30, 45 minutes. And I really have to, you have to conserve all your resources, like your health, especially, because it doesn't regenerate. And, and this alone makes every, every step of the way for me really, um, like, yeah, stressful in a way, because I don't want to get hit even by like the small enemies, because each health I lose, I won't have at the end. And I just, like the second to last end boss is like two two uh, people that you fight, and this one is really you have to really be aware of if one is shooting at you while the other one runs after you. So this is really I'm sweating like crazy playing this, and then I get through this, and uh, then I have to to go through several levels to find something to give to Cerberus, so he lets me through, and I always die at this point. And it's just frustrating. Just to get to this point, I have to play like 30, 45 minutes and then I die and I have to go from the beginning. Mm -hmm. they, they make it great that they give you like different weapons uh, to select and they give you a reason to select different weapons as well. And you, you get to unlock new stuff. There's lots of cool uh, dialogue you can hear after you died. Uh, but just like starting again, fighting through the beginning, hoping I'll get like the right upgrades and I'll be good enough in dodging all the stuff to, to get to the end with enough health. It's just such a burden on me that I, I don't want to start the game anymore. <laughs> but I'm really, really uh, sensitive with stuff like that. If it feels like it's uh, a challenge, I, like a real challenge, then, then I, I usually don't have an uh, have a mind for it because yeah I, I want to relax with games I don't want to get challenged too much anymore it's also because I, the same reason why I uh, stopped like playing multiplayer games because the challenge was just too stressful for me hmm. yeah hmm. Hmm. other than that um, I've play, played a little bit of Among Us um, it's it's different, um, different kind of stress it sets me under, because it's basically. Um, I guess you know the game a little bit. Yeah. But I can just quickly explain that you it's you play it with all your friends, like seven, eight people or five. I don't know how much how much you have to uh, have to play it, and then there are one or two imposters or traders in there. And while everyone else is trying to repair the ship, the spaceship, they uh, are trying to kill all the other the normal players to win. And then if you find a corpse of someone, you can um, stop the game, then everyone can vote on who to kick out of. And 
I kind of like the game when I'm not an imposter, but being the imposter is just so stressful for me because I have to like pretend and I have to like the social stress that that just really gets to me. And yeah, I can't just like, if I'm the imposter like twice in a row, I, I, I have to quit after that because I'm sweating like crazy and I really through emotionally would, it's a it's a great game, but uh, yeah, all these social deduction games, they're really not not of my taste because I'm yeah the social lying and stuff. That's I'm not good at that, and I don't have fun uh, doing it. I would like to try that one. I should. What is it called again? Among Us. Among Us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like Among a Us. werewolf kind of. You don't have to shoot anyone or anything like that. You do kill no. people. Uh, no, then, then... No, no, but not no, like no only if you're the imposter. If you're the imposter, you have to kill them without anyone else noticing. I mean, do you know these games where you sit in a circle and two people are, you know, the bad ones, but you don't know who is who? And then, like, every night you close your eyes and then they select someone to die and you have to guess oh, who okay. they are. Okay. It's kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I just thought I would take up the persona of impersonating someone. <laughs> but yeah. Well, you try uh, no. to, you know, you run around to various tasks. Yeah. And if you're the imposter, then you you stealthily try to kill them without anyone else seeing. And then, you know, obviously people have died and then the group needs to discuss yeah. who is probably the imposter. And then you try to direct the attention to someone else so that they get kicked out of the ship. And, and this one is sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's an imposter yes, so you cool. have to like pretend that you are helping as well and you can't uh do any of the tasks the other players have to do so you just run up to something and just stand in front of it like la 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 <laughs> um, yeah yeah for me it's it's too stressful <laughs> but i i'll continue playing because well on the one hand i, I like uh connecting with the people from leipzig i can't see right now so that that's like one way to do it. And on the other hand, I feel like maybe I should practice this, <laughs> like build up some social competence in uh, these areas. In lying. Uh, yeah, in lying. I mean, in <laughs> lies and deception. Well, as a CEO of the company, I think you have to, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll probably crack also. So <laughs> I just want to see how. If I had to play the game, I just want to see how much I can BS my way out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if it sounds like it's complicated that I, I have to be the talented Mr. Ripley and kill people and put them under the cupboard and whatever in the <laughs> boots. No, I'm okay. That's not too complicated. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you, you, you have to practice a bit. Uh, Venisil says Among Us, a uh, great game. We have regular group, a regular group. In this way, it becomes better, in my opinion, because you know your fellow players and learn their habits. Yeah, that's true. The better you know you, the people you uh, play with, the more you can tell when they are lying and like how they behave. And this, this just as soon as they, they figure me out, I can't play this game with them anymore. Because they will immediately be able to tell because I'm such a bad liar. Mm. But the, the people in Leipzig, they don't know uh, how bad I am as, as a liar. So I haven't had trouble yet. 
Oh, you poor Jesus. <laughs> Where's yeah. your crown today? I saw you the whole week yeah, uh, streaming. Uh -huh. It's because of the headphones. Okay. Uh, I thought like it's gonna... Yeah, no, no, that's too much. Oh, well, works. that's quite picturesque. That's quite a like, Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh, king king of the streamers this week. Streamed from Monday until today, every day. Congratulations! Yeah. I don't know on what, but on streaming. Yeah, I don't think it's like too big a deal. Um, still got two days, and I don't, I will not stream Saturday or Sunday. But I'm quite happy with myself. So, there, there. What's the longest? That's your longest. Yeah, yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. Mine with DJing was... On a street. Yeah, 12, more than 12 hours, a little over 12 hours throughout the night. Well, that's... So that yeah. was nice. Except <laughs> there was no one to record it because it was just a bunch of us and I was just, I couldn't sleep. I just went on. There's, every time, even after the event was finished, the equipment was still there. And I just, there was music after music after, like a song after a song that I could put on and just mix it into the whole thing. And I made sure that the people sleep nicely while mm. I get cold, but whatever. <laughs> 12 hours is a lot, yeah. So I that think was I, my... I only did like three and a half yesterday, maybe. Nice. And it's, it's kind of exhausting already. Any milestones for you? On streaming? Well, we did the six, seven hour one. Right, but you wanted to 10 or 12. What was your goal? They had to stop you because <laughs> I was starting to to, uh, to sleep. No, I was I just having a good time and didn't want to stop. There was no, like, I need to get to this number. Yeah. <laughs> you told me something. I think like seven, seven hours. I think you wanted to do seven hours because we were like seven years old or something. That was you probably justification after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, is that, is that it in news? Anything else interesting uh, happen? Well, I can tell you about my journey to find a new hack and slash game to play. Please. Because my, my Monday group, where we used to play Diablo 1, with the Chernobog mod kind of got bored of it. I mean, I got bored as well um, because we, yeah, like the end boss Diablo is was kind of too tough for us to really beat, but we could also already start like the new run and it just felt like the, I don't know, the balancing is just way off. And I've heard like good things about a game called Grim Dawn. Mm -hmm which is also hack and slash. Um, and from the people who made um, Titan Quest, which back in the day used to be like, this is the new contender after Diablo 2 was out and came Titan Quest and everyone was like hyped for that. 
because they had like really interesting skill trees. You could have like two different classes and mix them up. And Grimdawn is, is similarly where you have, you select like one class and you level until I think level 10, and then you can select another class. But I don't know, it just didn't work for us. Like the whole group, I was just like, I was hyping everyone like, ah, oh, this game's gonna be great. Like they're just basically there are, I think three things that are important for a hack and slash game. The first one and the most important one is, is atmosphere for me. And Diablo one just has the best atmosphere. It doesn't have like a skill tree at all. So a nice skill tree, like nice skills and different builds you can do this is the second important stuff. And then the third, maybe the first is, um, I guess, visibility or like just the usability. And I, I don't know, Diablo 1 has just such a strong uh, atmosphere that it always worked for me the best. Although it, it basically has no, no skills at all. As a, you're just like as a barbarian, a, a warrior, I think there are just three classes, if I remember correctly, sorcerer, a warrior and rogue. And I think like there was an, uh, an add on with a fourth class, probably a monk, I think, but except the sorcerer who could learn different spells, every character just did his thing or her thing and just continued with that. And there was just no, no change in that. And so that, that's why it, why it got boring and just like the equipment. Oh, it's just maybe the fourth thing that's important for a hack and slash thing, game thingy game is cool equipment to find and have. Um, yeah, but we didn't want to do Diablo 2 because we've played it too much. So we went to Grim Dawn and Grim Dawn somehow like the visuals didn't really sell it. It, it, it looks kind of grimy, dark, which is, is good, but you couldn't really tell like the different, like the characters from the background very well. And like the enemies, they were just, they felt just thrown into it. There wasn't really uh, a method to it, it seemed. Mm -hmm. And the effects like right away, your, your spell effects and stuff, they're just too much. So you, you can't really see a lot, even if you play just alone, but like playing with four people, it's just too much. It's just like, I don't know, a visual cacophony. I don't know how to describe it best. It's just, um, messy, messy. Yeah, that's it. It's very messy. That's like visually very messy. And then we, uh, started playing torchlight two which was, uh, I think on Epic, like a bunch of times for free now, that's where I got it. And I don't know if, if I think a lot of the Diablo one, um, developers went and made Torchlight and then Torchlight two. And I think Torchlight three is out now as well, but I have not heard too much good things about Torchlight three. So we stuck with Torchlight two, everyone had it. And that's really working out. It's really scratching that itch. It's got good loot, not too much. Like Grim Dawn had too much loot, mm. way too much loot. Just so many items and let every item, they had uh, like 12 different kinds of damage. So they had like um, 
toxic damage, acid damage. They had lightning damage, fire damage, ice damage. Uh, then they had physical damage, physical piercing damage, physical slashing damage, physical uh, blunt damage, and I don't know, mm. two more. <laughs> and and like, every item had like like ten different things you had to look at to determine if your your current weapon is better than the one you just found and it's just really annoying um topside has still pretty uh, a lot of attributes on all the items which is a, makes it a bit messy and it's got a lot of loot as well like a little bit too much but still quite quite nice also the, the colors i think the only thing i really don't like about Torchline is the atmosphere. It's really squishy, colorful um, World of Warcraft. So it's not like the dark Diablo that I really love, but it's fine. Um, they The developers really knew what they were doing. So they, they had like in Diablo 1 and Diablo 2, I think, too, and Grim Dawn. You get all your loot, and then when you're full, your inventory is full, you have to go back to the city to sell all your loot. In Torchlight, you have a pet, like basically your mule, and you can like give all the stuff to your pet, and if the pet is full, you can send him to sell it in the city. So it runs away, and they have lots of cool pets as well. It's really nice. It, it gets a little bit messy as well if you're like playing with four people who each have a pet so there's eight characters and then uh, if you're a, basically a summoner so an engineer you can have like uh, more robots that run around too so it gets really full and then you, all the enemies and all the effects but somehow with the simple graphics it it still works yeah but I think we will play this for, for a while. I think the strongest thing about Torchlight 2 is the skill. The skill, it's not a tree, but the skill list. Mm -hmm. It's really intelligently made. Like every class has three different um, types of skills that unlock uh, via your level. So at first, you've got in each of these, I'm just going to call them trees, but they don't work as trees. You have like each one skill there that's free uh, that can be skilled from level one on um, that's active and then you've got three that are passive and as you level up you unlock more and you can they are not like um, in many cases like in a skill tree there are no um, skills that you need to take to get another skill which makes it much more freeing like you have much more possibility space for different builds, which makes it really, really fun because like building, like creating your own character is a big draw with the hack and slash genre for me. Yeah. So yeah, I think we found what we were all looking for in Torchlight 2. And I expect us to play this for quite a while. Wendis mm. uh, here asks if you've tried Path of Exile. Yeah. I've, I've tried Path of Exile, but the, I mean, the skill tree is just massive. It's way too big. You really need to study the game to really play it. Uh, I love the atmosphere. It's really dark, but 
there as well like the character and the environment doesn't really isn't easily distinguished visually uh, yeah and i didn't have a great time with path of exile but i i have a couple of friends who like it um like the guys i play with they all are overwhelmed with what path of exile gives you and i think it's very grindy as well and you more or less have to read up which kind of build you want to do and then you have to stay in this build lane you can't experiment and do this and that as well as in others at, in my experience i haven't played it long and it's been a while as well but for me it was too big um too messy visually and yeah just too many skills hmm. Yeah. You got any opinions on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your insight on skill trees? <laughs> oh, what, what do I know? I don't know. You but, tell me. Well, I think someday I, I want to make a hack and slash game too. I wanna I wanna create my own version of Diablo one. Like dark, interesting skills nicely balanced lots of items but not too many i think that that would be real fun sure you suddenly have the list yeah <laughs> <laughs> so cute with your list <laughs> oh well well that's not my genre at all so i'm um... mm. All of this is very, mm, yes, but of course. Have it's you delicious. tried anything in, in the genre? Anything? Have you ever played anything? Now, have you ever tried like a hack and slash game like Diablo or Torchlight? Well, I mean, I have tried Diablo before. I haven't played it very long. Um, does, uh, what is that? The first game by, uh, wait, Best Bastion, does that count? Is it sort of like that, or is it just because it's isometric? <laughs> I think it. I think it would be considered a hack and slash game, but because you play it with a um, controller, I think it's a very different experience. I also didn't like it much. I mean, I finished it, but it was like, yeah, I didn't um, finish because of the skill tree, <laughs> like the skills you can learn. It was. Felt too boring, too one-dimensional. Yeah, no, I think Diablo is the only one, at least from what I can think of just now. But yeah, not mm. not very not very far. Uh, just played a couple of hours and gave up. <laughs> well, I, I raved about Diablo so much on this uh, on our hood out, but I have to like cement this this atmosphere thing, because it's really, I come to the conclusion, like this was my, my big uh, aha moment, how important the atmosphere is for me in Diablo 1. And yeah. Diablo 2 didn't really manage to capture it. And Torchlight and Torchlight 2, I think they really tried this with the story. And I think like the, they managed to tell stories that fit the 
game idea very well. They're really pretty simplified stories about like one evil that just has you you kind of follow. But the thing that um, that I think makes Diablo just so much better in that way is is the is the the village you start in, and you come you always come back to this one village, and it's just a simple, very grounded village with a couple of villagers and this uh, awesome music, and then you go down and you just venture down and. Um, I think this is just such a unique feeling this that you have this grounded fantasy village or it's not even fantasy it's a medieval village and then you go through the church you go down and into the dungeons deeper and deeper and this this has just such a great feeling that I, no game ever really replicated for me that's I think what I really want to to create if I ever get to creating a hack and slash game. So it, it will have this village and you will go just down. Uh, not, nothing like the other two or the other games that try to give you like different environments. So you travel from uh, the desert to the icy plains to the jungle and all that stuff. It's great. I, I, I see what they're trying to do and I, I appreciate it, but it, I don't know doesn't have this oppressive feeling of this is just one village. I don't know how to really explain it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just seeing I can actually set an offset for the audio. Maybe we can try if we can make this a little bit less worse. See what ten milliseconds is like. Oh, we'll see if the cave has gotten a little bit less terrible. <laughs> if someone wants to tell us. Um, aha. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. What? And I guess that is kind of already close to selecting a project. Clearly, you have selected one that you would like to do someday. How did you do that? Well, I haven't selected <laughs> it. It's just an idea that's floating around. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's kind of a segue, right? Selecting a game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I have a list with Ooh. lots Yay, of game ideas. Yay, Listman. There should be a sponsorship for Listman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If there if there is a good list software out there, please sponsor me. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if I yeah I think yeah I have ninety one ideas for games on this one list, and that's kind of a. It's hard to pick one to actually make right how how do you select a project to work on how should you select a project to work on do you have my pawn one in 91 in your list pawn what? games pawn games 
Um, I don't think I have this. I think <laughs> because I don't have a specific porn game that I, I'd like to do. I just we just talked about porn games because apparently you can make money easier with porn games. But yeah, I don't have a I have a real idea what to do. I mean. Do you have an idea for a porn game, like a specific idea, something it's you still want to... brewing because you guys are definitely not doing it for me. I'm going to have to learn this game just to make a porn game that will make us money. Then I can have shares in your, in this little company, indie company. <laughs> That's all. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to dream of, of one. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I use twine for that, says uh, Red Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like my most porn games are, um, uh, well, I, I guess I, I haven't really researched this. Um, dating? No, what's it called? Visual novels. Visual novels, yeah. So I guess it's a good uh, genre for porn games. I have, I have. The only uh, non-visual novel porn games I've seen, I'm not really sure if we want to talk about. <laughs> Let's just say, uh, uh, I'm not gonna tell you the name of the game, but I've seen a game that was basically a brawler. So you, you fought the, the girls you wanted to um, have sex with, and then when you won, you got to have sex with them. Involuntarily, right? Of course. <laughs> yep. Of course. I am aware, let's say. So it's kind of the opposite of what we want to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not into that too. So yeah, that's just, mm. that's out. Mm. Um, but yeah, tell us about your list. I'm not going to go through all the ideas now. <laughs> no, we wouldn't dare to ask you that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, so the I think we can we can start with. Or do we want to start with the the list that um, Friedrich has on his blog? We could also, yeah. I mean, I have I have one thing here that's the game selection criteria that I've uh, defined at one point. That's um, but basically, I think if you select a project, you always have to think about what you want to achieve with this. Like this is the the most important distinguish uh, between like different roads you can take. Um, if you're just a hobbyist, like a hobby game developer, and that's all you want to do, then you probably have like one idea and you want to realize it. And that's just what you're going to do. Um, but if you have a game company like we do, if you want to do this professionally, want to earn money with it, um, then you have to think about how well, how sellable your game idea is, how like potentially financially successful it is. Mm. And I've seen like a lot of um, people researching and I think that's a good idea, like the different genres. I think there was a great GDC talk on like how many genres, are, like how many games there are per genre on Steam. And 
how much money they gross, um, like at least in, in theory, mm. to really find out what genre to to work in. I, I just remember like a platformer, for example, is like one of the worst things you can do because there are just so many platformers on Steam and they really don't make like in all in all, they don't make a lot of money and you would have like so much um, competition. There are better um, genres like I think like tactical role playing games because there aren't as many and you you can make a lot of money with it. But then you have to really think about the effort it takes because making a platform, of course, is much easier, well, depending on the platform than a role playing game, depending on the role playing game. But I think in in most cases, this this holds true. That's probably also the reason why there's this discrepancy. Mm. Um, so my selection criteria is a little bit of something a little different direction. So it's genre independent. Um, I, I think I've got it from some other article or GDC talk. So it's not like originally from my idea. Unfortunately, I don't know where I've got it from or else I would uh, uh, quote the source. Yeah. Um, so, and it's all like focusing on, on the, our current environment of video games that are streamed on Twitch. Um, so what makes a successful, financially successful game or just successful in the, in the type that it's like, um, popular, like lots of people know of it, play it. And I've wrote down like five, five points and that's a unique situation generator. So if you have a game that will create like every time you play it, a unique situation for the player, but possibly also like for viewers of your Twitch of the Twitch streamers channels, then I think you have like a really strong base for um, making and keeping the game interesting. Uh, that ties in with the second point I've got that's a long play time. I mean, I love games that are short personally. I, I like the four hour games, six hour games. I like if I put, I mean, Hades, I think I've put in like 20 hours now and that's, that's like more, more time. I, I usually don't invest into games except like well, some games, <laughs> for example, uh, I think Slade Aspire I've played more, but that has exactly this unique situation generator, uh, more so in my opinion than Hades until now. Then uh, the third po point on my list here is uh, community building. If you can, if your game can manage to build a community around the game, then they reinforce like this game, they remind each other of the game. They will tell it to their friends. Um, this is like really important to keep your game interesting and keep it interested. So that's, I think the reason why multiplayer games are so well, so good in, in this regard, because they like, they really, um, they more or less force you to build a community, right? You play with other players. 
Mm. Um, then this also like uh, dovetails with the my fourth point, which is something to talk about. If you have a game that's just fun to play, and I think that's unfortunately like a lot of the games I usually make, they are fun to play, but they are not something you will talk about with someone else because they don't really give you like this unique experience you feel the need to share with someone else. And the fifth point um, is visually appealing. I don't know if I have to tell anything about that because if your game isn't visually appealing, let, <laughs> let us tell you, it's really hard to have success. It, it doesn't have to be like 3D or high-end or high HD, whatever. It, has to, it just has to look appealing visually. So people who look at the screenshots, look at the Twitch streams, the YouTube videos and all that stuff, they, they get motivated to find out more about your game, to look into your game or just enjoy like watching it or even better, like share it if you get them to share because it looks so visually appealing. Yeah, that would be like my five points. Um, which I would like to choose my games from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you? Well, hmm? I just had a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. So you usually just what go to a your usual game supply, like if people like FIFA, they will continuously go for FIFA because there's a signature and the similarities and I'm not mm. even quite too sure that I'm explaining it right. So you're saying just having a signature game in terms of genres, that's what I thought I understood very well. That as a game developer, you, you then create a Don't you guys make different games or you just have a different, like you have the same look or same feel that we know that this is from Hypnotic Owl, this is from... Um, no, we don't generally do that. And this was not about like just to that, make one type of game yeah. that's recognizable, but like criteria for what has a chance of becoming successful. Yeah. That you... You know, that it has some unique mechanics that people want to talk about. It looks great because obviously that's the only thing that sells, even if the games are garbage. <laughs> so you can go that. across each genre choosing just as long as... It's genre-independent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not in any genre, you yeah. can look at these criteria and make sure that they're met. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had another question, but then... Jan, you... <laughs> what was your so, fourth one again? Um, Before visually I'm, appealing, I'm something to talk about. Oh, um, for example, um, I think oh, like the day the day the laughter stopped. That's it's it's it doesn't have a long playtime. It's not unique. It's not visually appealing. It doesn't really help you. Like it doesn't build the community, but it's got a very strong something to talk about vibe, and that's that's why this one got uh, so successful. Because it was just something you wanted to share and talk about. But then, 
because I was trying to figure out um, some of the games, because you mentioned some of the games that you would normally play. You don't mm. talk about them because what are they, an individual experience that you would have found on your own, that you would have dug out on your own, that mm. like you would have outsourced on your own without someone telling you that this is a good game or something like that. Refer referral. Yeah. No, I'm trying to figure out the... Um, mm. I'm not sure whether I asked the question correctly. I think because I, I, I have the wrong mean. words for... Like the wrong jargons for what I'm trying to say. So, mm. so what's your question? How, how do you then find out, like... So how do I find my games that I like to Yeah. Play? I think that that's where the, the visual appealing comes from on the okay. one hand. If I see like a, a cool trailer or look at, at Steam and something looks just visual appeal, looks like up my alley, then I'm going to look upward. But also if it's like something to talk about, then I might find it on Twitter because or on Reddit, like people talking about it. And over and over again, I see like this people talking about this game. Then I, then I get curious, like what's, what's up with this game? And then I want to play it or at least look into it. Oh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a popular game or anything like that, which is quite well, obvious, I guess. It's kind of popular enough that you hear about it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so you wouldn't spend time going through... Um, All the games? Steam and <laughs> going, I seem to like this cover. Yeah. I seem to like mm. this, what's out in the, like, last month or... I mean, I'm sure there's oh. people who do that. I don't do that. There's, yeah. Because there's also like a yeah. feeling of if people don't talk about it, it's probably not worth checking out type of thing. Wow. And yet you and find little gems, nuggets of treasures. Yeah, but that also other people, like you're not, you're usually not the only one who discovers something. The only time where this had happened is with 1000 amps. I don't know a single person who knows that game or cares about it, but I love it. And I feel like more people should play it, but I'm the only person who thinks so. So there's no momentum building behind it and so yeah that is so <laughs> i mean it's like a movie if you if you're like yeah bad boys 3 comes out and nobody talks about it you know it's gonna be garbage because people would have an opinion if it was worth talking about but then this this is where the likes of indies like you guys then mm. falls mm. into yes no word of mouth that's exactly then... our problem Nobody hangs around on Steam and saying, oh, it's a sale today. Uh, there's a game like this. It looks interesting. It's got a good read, uh, good visuals. It's, it's something must change. And I'm yeah. not talking because of you guys. I'm just talking about um, back in the days of CDs, for instance. Again, my experience would be that the music is very similar in that way. No, with me, it wasn't. Maybe I'm a one-of-a-kind person that I would go and sit. At, I worked at the record bar. I mm. spent my entire day, apart from working, from not working, and picking up every single, if it was visually appealing, all those strat uh, strategic moves of visually appealing, record labels that I know, some artists, mm. some title that looks interesting, something that I don't know, I pick it up and I give it a second 
to listen to. And I'm a bit, by the way, I mean, I'm fast. I would have about mm. 40 albums just going through them. And if I don't like it, then it's on the side. But you have to consider that if you have a CD, that means it's already been validated as this is not utter garbage by a record label. If you had like millions of homebrew stuff, self-burned CDs, you would not go mm -hmm. through everything. Uh, I don't know about that. It might take me Steam. forever. On Steam, there's millions and millions of games, most of them terrible. So it's not regulated. Anyone who wants to put in a... Today, everybody can make everything. And that's why it's so everything's so full. You, okay. you couldn't go through everything if you wanted to. And yes, most it's a little things are hyperbolic, good. but just a little hyperbolic. <laughs> it's like I don't want to waste my time. I know time is valuable, money is valuable, obviously. So I don't have the time to buy everything and to play everything. I don't even want to watch trailers of everything. It's just what am I doing with my time and for what? You know. Mm. So I wait for something. Yes, that comes out if there's a certain studio or label that I know, then I'm gonna check it out. Okay. You know, if like Supergiant makes a new game, then I'm always curious to see what they're doing next. Uh, because I already know that's gonna be not my time wasted. At the very least, mm. even though I don't like their games particularly to play them, at least they're always kind of interesting and I love the music in the trailers and stuff like that. They also have, have like a same vibe. So, so what you said before, Mbali, with, with FIFA and stuff. If you know, if you have like one, like a, a band, for example, that plays like, you know, it's rock music and then like one album maybe is like more indie rock. The other yeah. one is more yeah. like hardcore. Yeah. Uh, but with us, like with Hypnotic All, we vary so much in our games. That's, uh, yeah. I think it's pretty hard for people like to, it's not like you don't follow like Hypnotic All because you love Hypnotic All games. It, I think it's hard. Like you have to have like a very broad, um liking for games uh, so you need Werner's Hedgehog to endorse your game then everybody loves your game or something like that that would probably help you <laughs> but I think like as soon as one of our games really takes off for example let's say uh the wizard would really take off I think like the next games would probably be similar to that because we know okay that this this is successful and it kind of allows us now to be more experimental until we find like something that really uh, hooks people, maybe. Mm. That's a, that's another, I can identify that with my artworks again, mm. where yeah. the gallerist wants similar works and I'm not into it. I don't want to do it, but it's somehow has taken off. It's popular. It's just too much sometimes. Right? Stressful. Yeah. I think if you find something that resonates, that is like in itself like really rewarding and i think I, i'd like to do i mean i'd love to do more the wizard games because they're just uh, like in this type because that's just a genre i love <laughs> so really we haven't really done a game that we don't want to do and then found out it's getting popular yet so we, we can't really speak on that uh, <laughs> oh the reason i mentioned Werner Herzog was because i i finally watched the mandalorian Nice. And I finished it and I want more. I, I couldn't stop myself. We had to go to episode four because I just couldn't stop it at episode four. And I did some something that's a bit annoying to me. <laughs> to one time 
ask for the recap slot, like to recap from last <laughs> last episode stuff. <laughs> so, so the last time on Mandalorian bit, just like <laughs> why? I wanted to have the same feeling because it was just a day after, you know. So I wanted to like, I left at a high note and it okay, okay. intensity. But, but, but let's not get too off okay, track just okay, yet. Okay. We can Ooh. still talk about all the stuff that we watched. Okay. Okay. In the... okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so if the question was how I select things in general, um, not like that at all. <laughs> oh, I, I never said that I select games like that. I, I only said that I've written that down as game selection criteria. Because <laughs> I still just, like, there's something like you find a game and it just speaks to you and you have this, ah, I want, I need to make this game now. And then it's together with, the, I'm sorry I'm, uh, that I'm cutting in and just keep on talking instead of letting you talk. But No, go for it. Well, I just started, so... Uh, it, instead of uh, instead of using the criteria for me, it's really how much I love to make this game and if I'm able to. Like these are the two things. If they come together, I'm I'm working on the game. It's pretty much as simple as that. Yeah, I'm. Yes. <laughs> I guess I mean yeah. The criteria that you listed they are for making. Games with financial potential, I suppose, um, which is like the least <laughs> of my considerations in general. I knew it! <laughs> I like to run in the opposite direction. Like, how can I make this as annoying as possible? That seems to be my, my design aesthetic. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, I guess I'm really into into the experimental and into the art of things. Like I'm, I think what all the things that I like to do, which are very varied, but what they all have in common is that I like to explore kind of, um, I mean, it's usually systems that I like to explore uh, and what you can kind of do to invoke emotions, basically. And the most interesting type of uh, doing this, I feel, is to make something that is really upsetting in some way. Because I feel like games are very good at making you feel good, right? That's like all the games are all designed to make you feel good and to want you to keep uh, want you to keep playing. But it's addictive and just pleasant and all that stuff. And I like to see what else is there type of a thing um, because I feel like there's so much that can be done there that makes it exciting in a new way you know when we talk about meta chaser um, i really love this idea of making something that is very hard and slow to control so that the game itself and the encounters that you have just become incredibly dangerous because you die quickly you can't maneuver very quickly it's all very cumbersome and hard like kind of feeding into the theme of the story of this post-apocalyptic dangerous world so that you don't run around like the hero like you do in every game just you know killing hordes of enemies left and right but that every encounter matters and every encounter is terrifying and uh, yeah I like stuff like that just making things that 
really engage with the, I guess the, what's that, the ludonarrative type things. Mm. It's, what's the opposite of dissonance? Harmony? ludonarrative harmony <laughs> and since i like dark stories the gameplay also has to be dark and terrible <laughs> and so yeah so all the ideas and of course then the other part is that i like to make things that i'm fascinated by in a technical sense that's why i'm now like very much about playstation yes uh, i want to make playstation one or two era games because I just I just loved them when I was younger. I love the the grunge of it, and you know, like the um, you've probably seen the H Bomber guy Scanline video mm. about how VHS yeah. like did a lot for horror movies because the shitty quality kind of helped to sell the 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 unknowing of it all and make mm. it more terrifying because mm. you couldn't really see mm. everything. Mm. And I really liked that about shoddy graphics from like the late nineties. That's the reason. Why the the found footage genre came after like when they started with DVDs and then if, then all of a sudden found footage became popular because yeah quality is bad good for horror yeah it's uh, there's um there's something to say for shitty graphics and stuff like that <laughs> so, <laughs> and of course I'm interested in how how does this work how did pe people make these things. Um, that's kind of a, I want to retread sort of the steps of things that I've enjoyed. Because that's been my motivation in most things. I just want to see how stuff works. Um, mm. That's why I like making music. That's why I like making games, cooking, whatever. Stuff that I enjoy, making movies. Stuff I enjoy, I want to figure out how to do this myself. And so mm. it's a mixture of that. And then, of course, taking that and doing more interesting things that, with it than just... I mean, I guess I can't claim that I'm doing something new with it. It's very much, let's do the same thing. And also finding, I guess, something in there, like small bits and pieces to make it my own. But so it sounds for me, and I think I have this too, and maybe that's the reason why we work so well together, although you are trying to walk into the direction that's not financially successful, but I'm trying to be financially successful someday at least. Is that we are, we are we are trying to to like reclaim or recreate like this nostalgia nostalgic feelings we had back in the day, and then try to do something with that, like not cre recreate it one for one, but like use it to I know be a little bit progressive about what what yeah. what you also do with this. Yeah, it's um, and I mean I hope. Like, I mean, my sense of how these things work um, is we could do everything right, design it by numbers, and we still wouldn't have any success. So I feel like I would rather do something that's, that I love doing and hope that a niche exists where people are really into this kind of stuff. You know, like mm. how people were into Surgeon Simulator or Octodad at some point. You know, ridiculously hard controls for no reason other than that's the point of the game. Um, I feel like that's about as likely as a financial success if you do it properly, I guess. <laughs> um, well, in my experience as a, in in the industry, and I don't know, you had a bit a bit of a different experience there, but like trying to to run after like what successful did not work out, not not once. 
Nope. Not even a little bit. <laughs> nope. I also uh, happened to come across a Twitter thread uh, a couple of days ago that was saying that the worst time to release a game is November, December. Um, what? Because you're drowning in the end of year stuff and yeah. um, you're not getting on any lists for the year because nobody cares what comes out and at the end and things like that. Um, I'll see if I can find it. It wasn't very long. That was just the gist of, of course, we released at the worst possible time. I mean, we released like a week before the winter sale or something like that. Yeah. It's always, it's whatever time we pick, it's always the worst time. <laughs> Very much. Um, and yeah, I mean, I try not, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant to say like exactly how I feel about the stuff that I make because it feels so super pretentious to say, but I am really into like the art aspect of it. Do it. Do like, it. I'm more I'm interested in making art rather than making a game, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's. And so, yeah, so I kind of approach it that way, that there is something that I want to say and what I want to explore in the medium, um, which I guess is why, you know, the topics that interest me or that, like, you know, I carry with me and you know, I have a lot to do with, you know, toxic toxicity, um, depression, uh, abusive mm -hmm. stuff. And so that's... All the hard topics. Yeah. It's a kind of art is how I deal with it. And so a lot of my art is about that. And mm. I also find it interesting and... Yeah, I don't know. But I do hope that, like, for example, the the kind of quantic dream thing that I want to see if I can, can't get that off the ground somehow. I hope that there I find sort of an intersection of my interests and something that is maybe interesting to other people as well, beyond just me. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe visually interesting in a way that maybe we can have both. I don't... I think the artistic route is definitely um, possible, valuable. I think it, it's something you you can go like in this direction. It's definitely not worse than trying to like create like the the next shooter that's like trying to be successful. It's not how I approach games. Certainly, mm. um, I don't know. I I'm not. I don't think I'm like, I wouldn't say my games are very artistic. For me, it's more, I love the, the systems and I have like, I don't really want to recreate, I do want to recreate a feeling, but it's very, very specific way of interacting with the game that I want to recreate. Like I, like a comfort game. Like I know what I like to do in games yeah. and I want to do I want to enable this. I want to make a game that really gives me all I yearn for in this specific genre. For sure. Although I, I can't play my own games because <laughs> I, get, I get too frustrated by knowing everything and like, because it's already solved in a way. And I'm really interested in how, how uh, like the wizard will be for me when I have uh, the automatic, the, the computer generated levels. So, so the the challenges are always new for me as well. Like mm -hmm. I had I had a lot of fun like today and like the last couple of days in the later levels of the wizard because uh, I don't I haven't played them to death and 
with the new mechanics, they play out very differently. And th that's really enjoyable for me. But yeah, I'm not really trying to say anything artistically with the wizard. It's just, I love this kind of gameplay and I want to, I want to have a game like that. Yeah, sure. Now, systems are also very interesting. It's, uh, yeah, that's the whole statement. Systems are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, what I was thinking about when when you said like you you love to do games that um, that frustrate the player and that are that can't be financially successful and you want to, I just thought about like the the game you made where you just have to you you're like in a dark town you just have to click one one hundred times or so to continue you you remember that game. That's one I made. Mm -hmm. I think you made a game where you just have to click and click and click and click to. Ah, the tunnel one? Yeah. Yeah, the tunnel. Okay. Oh, tunnel, I heard town. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is, this, uh, yeah, that came immediately to mind when you, when you talked about the games you like to do. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's a game that I don't like either. It was just a. Uh, <laughs> That was just an idea that was floating around um, from when I did my second Ludum Dar. I made a made a game where you're buried alive, and you kind of have to get out of the uh, casket somehow. If you remember, mm. it's text based, and I had created a button that you have to push to um, build up the strength. And things like that and it looked when i posted a screenshot of that it looked like a tunnel because it was just white with a little bit of uh, blur and since then i had this kind of in the back of my mind and i was like you could do something with a tunnel and then i was like okay let's just make an incredibly annoying thing where you have to work so hard to get out of the dark and then immediately kind of relapse that the parts outside you, you click a thousand times to get into the white and then like after 52 clicks or something, you like fall back into the next tunnel. And it was just kind of like a very, very simplistic expression of yeah, depression and stuff. And so it's not fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's artistic. I, did that, I feel that was too simplistic to like really be worth even looking at. It was just something to kind of get out of my system. And I submitted it to some, uh, Terrible game jams, basically. Uh, <laughs> Why do you do that, though? What? Uh, I don't want to seem to think it's self-sabotage. <laughs> that you hand them out to a bad game jam. Well, no, the I mean... point of the game jam was to make bad games. And oh. I was like, I got this. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I mean, I had already made it. Um, okay. And I was like, oh, this fits well here. Oh, okay. Um, Otherwise, it was just like a very, very simplistic. And then I, of course, thought, okay, can I make this more interesting? I thought about adding narratives and whatever that every couple hundred clicks, you know, there's a new line or something. In the end, I just put in a bunch of achievements um, to that uh, that takes so long to do, like even with an auto clicker. I think that took me a couple of hours to actually finish, and it's it's annoying. So that's really just. <laughs> 
okay. the worst version of what I do. <laughs> okay. Took a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, there's something said to to like games that are like I guess unique like that. I mean, I've um, I've watched a YouTube like uh, video essay. Uh, I, I kind of forgot how how the channel was called, but it's like a girl who who specializes on analyzing porn. I think that's what she did, uh-huh. and she she looked at uh, this girl called Belle Delphine. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of her? I think I know that name. She has become incredibly popular. Popular. Popular, popular. <laughs> Let's say popular. Yes. Um, for doing, for being, like Is selling, that... I guess, er- er- erotica or like. Is she being, the one who uh, sold her bathwater? Exactly. Okay. She sold the ga- the gamer bathwater, or gamer girl bathwater. Mm. Okay. And she, she, she's also like recently, or recently, I don't know. She's released like a. a a weird music video where she's I think she she has like an octopus and she like she licks the octopus and uh, I don't know weird stuff but she got incredibly popular by by using like by combining sex which already sells with being incredibly weird and unique <laughs> and that worked like worked like a charm I think like Especially gamers, because of the selling selling the bathwater she was in, know her because just because of that, because it was just such a weird, ridiculous thing for her to sell the bathwater that people wanted to talk about it. And I mean, it's more or less the reason why I wear this crown because I know it's just weird. It's really not. I know it's not. It's just. Like you look at it and you think like, what, why, why is, is that, why is there a crown on this guy's head? Is, is my thinking why, why I put it on. And I think that that's something that in games can be very strong as well. And that's like the surgeon simulator and Octodad. That's what they, they had. They had this weirdness factor that you can use to, to make uh, people talk about your game. And that's really, really important uh, today because yeah. <laughs> You don't have you don't go in a in a store anymore to look at all the games. You go on Steam and to be featured on Steam, you already have to be popular. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, the problem, yeah. It's like uh, releasing your, your music on Spotify and then just hoping that someone's going to listen to it. And Spotify will only like uh, Recommend it to people if there are already people listening to it. It's really a um, catch twenty two. It's true. I, I, I know. I understand. Um, yeah. But talk about a game. Oh, we will. When we've got like thirty minutes. Yeah, we don't need thirty minutes to talk about that. <gasps> I don't want to play it. We can. Well, no, we can't. Uh, uh, yeah, you can. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a system. A system to make a point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, 
going for a segue, uh, I'm going to say the nostalgia, like trying to recreate what we loved in the past. I think that's what, what Red King Entertainment does as well with their new title. That's going to be a stealth game. And yeah, I've seen Friedrich wrote a blog post about how they select games or how to think about a game you selected, I think it's more. Yeah, how to explore your idea, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's take a look at that. Let's do that. Let me switch over here. Browser. There we go. A prompt for creative writing. Mm. So. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, so I read this post and then I read the questions and they were just so funny to read about because I, I was thinking it was about like, how do you select a game to develop? <laughs> and yeah, I don't think this would be a good idea, but it would be fun <laughs> to use as uh, how, to use, how to select a game to work on. Okay, so what do we have here? The questions assume you're looking into a crystal ball and see a future where the game already exists. Bigger, maybe bigger. Bigger, sure. Yeah. Uh, Zoom in. I do this with that. Yes. yes. Okay. Like this? Is this fine? Let me check. Looks good. Okay. Okay, where the game already exists, of course, develop perfectly, as we always do. Don't take too much time with an answer. This is mostly about being spontaneously creative. Um, so should we go through the questions or what uh, is the plan for what we're doing with this? Yeah, why not Why not go through, uh, maybe answer them with our, with your next, or like maybe the, the wizard? I don't know. I, I mean, I can answer it for the wizard. You answered for your next project. Oh, the, yes. Confusing. Let's do that. Okay, what does the Gelm tell uh, tell about you, the developers? Wanna start? Me? Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that I like that I like uh, dungeon crawling games and wizards. <laughs> um, what does the game say about me? I mean, it is about. Uh, emotional abuse and domestic violence i guess it's like yeah just kind of an exploration of my trauma so i'm sure it says something in that direction things that i care about yes uh, how long is the game in hours if played very badly how long is the shortest and the longest mission if there are any if played very badly um so impossible to finish if you play very badly. <laughs> and I think the shortest would be like two hours. I think. I think so. I mean, I guess the game, if you play it badly, you play it for 15 minutes and then never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, how long would mine be if you played very badly? I mean, I guess if you keep failing over and over again, you could probably play it for hundreds of hours. So the actual play time is just <laughs> probably along like five, six hours. <laughs> um, 
a board game version of the game. Well, we can't draw right now. Mm. Uh, list three enemy types in the game. Um, so that would be the rat, uh, the slime, and the dark gray rat for the first level, first three levels. We also got dark elves and goblins and uh, yeah, demons, scorpions, spiders. And I guess if you think about types in terms of, well, you have like the melee, the what is that called when the projectile Range. enemies and the caster ranged and summoners. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh. True. I guess for me the enemy types are controlling people. The concept of abuse itself and you. Him? Huh? Him? Yes, Jan. <laughs> Jan's gonna <laughs> pop up in the game. <laughs> no, I had a, and a challenge for you to finish, <laughs> to actually work on the game. Can the play die if yet? Oh, is that the player? Or if yes, what happens afterwards? Or is it the game that can die? I think it's the player. Yes, the player. I think it's safe to say yes, the player can die in the wizard. Uh, yeah, you restart at the last checkpoint, which is an improvement to the last game where you start at the beginning of the level. So it's to help with the other thing that happens afterwards, which is frustration. Um, what I'm going to do is the, um, what was the game called, the Fahrenheit thing, that when you die, there's a, a short, uh, this is how my story ends type of thing, <laughs> which kind of like sums up how you messed it up. <laughs> I like that stuff. I really, I like, really like what Fahrenheit. What was that? Mortal, Mortal Kombat? Did they show you that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean like the fatality? Yeah, like when you die, like they go through the, like a short period of how you died. Like a history. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? No. Well, that would, would, be, in... would be interesting. <laughs> you mean like a flashback of your entire life? <laughs> sort of, huh? <laughs> no, I mean more like um, that when the character, uh, you know, gets caught or the game ends in some way. Yeah, yeah. Um, that there's a short narration as if this is the end of the game. Oh. So like. Oh, okay. So this in in Fahrenheit, you know, this is uh, that's a game that I'm kind of uh, like using for inspiration. That keeps happening. That he says, so this is how I died. I tried to contact wow. this and that, but wow. the, I was caught by the police that were waiting outside my door. Type of thing. Okay. So it's just like a short, flavorful way to say game over. Okay. Uh, I, I mix alcohol and prescription drugs. I think it's the first way you can die in uh, Fahrenheit. Yes. <laughs> and I immediately just tried it. Just oh, you can you can do that. Let's try what happens. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Um, ex external abuse puts you into a level in your own head where you have to cope first. Okay. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Well, it is 
It is. It's going somewhat in the direction. So it starts out as uh, sort of a normal-ish story, and then it gets a little bit Lynchian, I would say, in its exploration of the whole concept and the cycle of trauma and things like that. So that'll be for sure part of it. Um, what does the player need to understand in order to finish the game? And what does the player need to understand during the game to get it in the end? Hmm. So I think a player needs to understand how to cast the spells and the directions and to calculate like the moves the enemies can make. And need to understand during the game to get it in the end. Yeah, I think that's more or less the same thing that you have to basically look at all the enemies and know how they will behave uh, if you do something. Um, for me, I would say in order to finish the game, that's actually not that hard. I guess you just need to... Mm, I guess the only thing you need to understand is the controls, I suppose. Uh, because otherwise it's sort of a telltale type thing, so there's not much that can go... Like, you can't get really like too stuck at anything, there's no big challenges or whatever. Uh, but I guess to understand during the game, to get it in the end... Hmm. I mean, I guess everything sort of builds up to a certain point. And I'm supposed to kind of, you know, track the emotional journey even if the you know the the text itself is getting weird you know there's an emotional subtext and i get i guess tracking that tracking the metaphor basically mm. probably be it <laughs> do we have collectibles what does the player constantly click on does it make them happy but that's one of the the one that was in the blog and i really enjoyed <laughs> Does it make them happy? I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that uh, the wizard has enough collectibles right now. There's only potions and spells and spell improvements. So, could be more. I also wonder how would you, like, I wouldn't say they make you actively happy, right? It's more mm. like a thing you do. How how would they make you happy? Have you collected coins in Super Mario? I did. Didn't they make you happy? So like from a completionist type perspective, it makes you happy if you can clear the whole thing. I mean, I think, that, I think that does make sound, people... Probably. Hmm? Uh, yeah, the completionist aspect and the sound. Coin. Yes. Ah. Yes. Mm, good sound is certainly... Like, that was something that in Manifold Gardens was really something that every time I fell down somewhere, every thump and every clang, mm. that made me very happy. <laughs> mm. And yes, the number goes up. <laughs> <laughs> that is happiness, happiness distilled. <laughs> I 
Okay, um, wait, let's look through a couple of these because I think if we try to like actually answer them all, we're gonna be here for a while. Let's right. pick our favorite questions as we go through. So how hard is the game? How often do players want to kill themselves, the developers during a playthrough? I think it's a lot. Mm -hmm. What is the hot topic? Oh, what is the hot topic in the game's forum? That's a fun one. Okay, what what's the hot topic for the wizard? Uh, I think in in the classic the wizard, the hot topic was undo feature. Let, <laughs> let us go one one turn back. <laughs> yeah, I think the the maze uh, comes up a lot. The graveyard level. Right. How do you beat that? <laughs> it's impossible. Also, the ice spell doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a. Yeah, I think a lot of the questions were always about confusion on how to even beat the level if you forgot something in the previous ones that helps you get through it and stuff like that. Yeah. How do I beat this, basically? Which is a fun one. I enjoy that, obviously. <laughs> what would be for me? I mean, I sure hope that there's a lot of frustration with the more frustrating aspects of it. Or maybe, maybe how terrifying. That, that's what I would love, if the hot topic was how terrifying some of the sequences are. Because I am well, planning it to mean? make them nice and the. Hmm. Especially, um, there was this one where you kind of escape through the forest, um, but you're still dazed from something that has happened where you've been drugged and stuff, so you are running slowly and on split screen see your um, pursuer running at normal speed through the forest and that's something where I hope that that's gonna be nice and terrifying you moving slowly like a like a nightmare that's kind of what my nightmares are like running slowly well everything else is moving so fast <laughs> <laughs> else do you have? Bad fan art? Is the game playable without sound? Hmm. Any sex? Can you pet a duck? Can you feed a fish? Very important question. Well, I guess the wizard really fails in that aspect. Hmm. Yeah. Is that an expression for Vanda? No. <laughs> it's just, it's just Can the you thing. Pet my duck? <laughs> I think there's a website that dedicated to can you pet the dog? If there's yeah. a dog in the game, you need to be able to pet it. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, this has a has a really great uh, animation for petting uh, Cerberus. They really hit it out of the park. I just pet him every time. Just they came back and then first thing, pet the dog. <laughs> see, see, what else do we have? What does the game do differently from all the other games out there? I think that's a core question you always have to ask yourself. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really something to, to consider when selecting a project. Like, what, what is your game doing differently? Why should anyone play your game and not just uh, yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty? <laughs> and for the wizard, I'd say it's that you have to draw the spells yeah, it's the unique spellcasting system. Yes, that's how we solve it. <laughs> exactly. 
I think mine I would just call a David Cage game done well. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. Whatever that means for me. Ah, uh, what else do we have? What has to change? What has to change in the game to make it perfect for the input method doesn't support right now? Interesting. What don't we support in the wizard? Mm. Well, right now we don't support anything except uh, mouse. But I think, hmm. I mean, it works on touchscreen in theory, on, on keyboards, on um, controller. What else? Is so there, voice control. On bundles, maybe? Yeah, no idea. <laughs> I, mean, I guess you would need to learn like actual um, incantations. Ooh, voice control. That sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, do you remember? I, ha I had like this idea of um, making a, a tactical, like a SWAT team game where you control all the characters with your voice and you would like tell them where to go. Yeah, that yes. would be awesome. And this says voice control. Fireball. I said fireball. <laughs> Alexa, fireball. <laughs> that would be fun. You know, if the books you found, like, actually just had incantations in them, and you kind of have to learn those. And if you get them wrong, then it backfires in some way. <laughs> so you have to say them exactly right. <laughs> Steering wheel would be great, too. I guess you could play it. I guess you could you could manage to do it on a steering wheel. <laughs> Ooh, what is the most irrelevant feature of the game that still has to exist? Hmm. What's irrelevant? Hmm. Maybe this. Hmm. No, that doesn't have to exist. I was gonna say maybe the scores, but. They're not necessary for the game to function. Necessary but irrelevant. Hmm. No idea. Oh, uh, how about waiting a turn? It's kind of right. irrelevant, but it's necessary. At some points, you need to wait a turn. Right. It's not something you really, really see as a feature. Point collectibles, they are gone already. <laughs> so they were obviously not necessary. <laughs> Ooh, an evil hacker steals your game. How long does it take you to recreate it from scratch? Oh, the hacker steals it like it deletes it on my end too. That is true evil. <laughs> it's chaotic evil. Yeah. Well, you've been doing it from scratch for like a year? <laughs> yeah, prob probably a year. <laughs> Ouch. Mm. Uh, what else do you have? Well, uh, how about uh, the, the opposite question? Uh, ben, uh, a good hacker steals your game, what would he improve? <laughs> 
Probably hmm. undo feature. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose if someone took it away from me, then it probably would be shorter. That the mm. writing would be shorter. That will never happen as long as I still have it. Yes, everything would be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and more fun. Shorter and more fun. <laughs> Describe the game badly, but still correct. Ooh, that's nice. It's like that honest. <laughs> like the honest reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Read books and walk around to find your face. Yeah, go back to school, learn something. Wow, nobody would <laughs> still want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, we've... We've learned that the hard way with uh, Prime Division. That's down the wormhole <laughs> of, of not being found on Steam ever. Um, <laughs> on average, what single feeling is the game evoking in the player? Hmm. It's nostalgia a feeling. Or co competence or frustration, maybe frustration. <laughs> Either competence or frustration. <laughs> How do I feel when I play The Wizard? I mean, obviously, I also feel nostalgic because I've been playing it for seven years. Um, but yeah, there's a sense of accomplishment to the whole thing. Satisfaction in some way. I always find it very satisfying the whole uh, click and drag for everything. I like mm -hmm. that. And yeah, obviously for mine, I would hope that that's dread. <laughs> Slow burning dread. Ooh, when oh, the game is made like. to a movie, who should definitely be part of the cast? Oh, that's... <laughs> I mean, I want to use actual actors, so... <laughs> that's kind of self-explanatory, but who should play Kevin? Wait, uh, Wendelson has an answer for the one before. So uh, explain it badly would be Wendelson says a narcissistic wizard search for his face while trying to fight against random monsters without knowing how to cast spells. <laughs> that works. That does work. So who would you cast as Kevin? Who's like the pretty boy right now? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, who acted as a DJ again? Oh, Zac Efron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, who, uh, Thor. Oh, Thor uh, Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. I think I would cast him for Kevin. I feel like I need someone. Sm I'm, I'm thinking Elijah Wood. 
Oh. Oh, Elijah Wood would be good too. Oh, so no muscles. Not just the nerdy energy. Yeah. Of, like, and kind of the, the na naivete. Willing to learn. Look. <laughs> uh, he says, guy without face kills everything by drawing lines. That's good. I think you won. <laughs> That's, That's <great>. good. <laughs> yeah, we, should, we should change the Steam description. <laughs> Oh, I think we don't need to describe the most annoying level. We already did. <laughs> How many months of death crunch did the game need? Yeah. I guess Seven we'll years. let you, I guess we'll let you know when it's done. Seven years. <laughs> so far it's been a year of crunch, huh? <laughs> nah. It's only the last I think two one or two months I really crunched. Before that I, I it was really relaxed. I actually should have worked more probably, but I wouldn't have to <laughs> wouldn't have to have crunched the last two months. I feel like I was calming you down a lot, so oh, you've no. been stressed out. For a I while. would see it on video. I would see oh, it was, on screen. I was stressed out, yeah, but I didn't work a lot. <laughs> I was just stressed. <laughs> yeah, the list guy was just going redder and redder and fatigued. <laughs> oh. So we're not doing very well on question 38. But nope. um, if they have to kill enemies in the game, how many years in prison will the player spend afterwards? Well, I guess he won't. But how many years should he spend in prison? Who? Kevin? Mm. No, how many? Wait, Kevin Kevin only kills rats and animals and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so dark elves and goblins. Those don't... Do they count as... Or are you eligible to go to jail just for that? You should. I mean, Dark Elves have, a, has, have their own palace. I, I guess they built it. Uh, okay. I mean, and Dark Elves just comes there and kills them all. Racism, so that's... Uh, so maybe... I don't know. Community service? <laughs> Could, could be worse for Kevin <laughs> actually going to jail. Yeah, no, he's like, a pretty boy. One, he can't go to jail. I, I'd give him one life sentence, 15 years. I think that's fine for him. <laughs> Does the game please God? If yes, which one and why? If no, why not? <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. I, I sure hope so. All the gods. <laughs> uh, yes, I hope mine pleases the god of mischief. <laughs> it's always my goal. Uh, hmm. When it says the question is how the diplomatic relations are between the dark elves and the land Kevin lives in. Maybe I assume not very good anymore. <laughs> I mean, that is actually something that would be, like I said, it would be interesting to explore you know the this right now we're just kind of learning that yes uh there is such a thing as prejudice mm. but then i would like to have an addendum that kind of deals with how the game doesn't deal with that properly and then i would be interested to see what reparations would look like in some way mm. also uh hail Ares. Ooh. 
Maybe he should get a scar. Like he should find his face damaged or something. Mm. As, uh, as a reparation. What element? I don't even know what. What element do you regret putting in the game that is needed for it to work? Hmm. I think the hmm, well, not really regret, but like the walking around. I'm not really happy with um, like the the whole walking mechanic. What? It's it's a little bit like cumbersome. But disagree. Certainly wouldn't work without. <laughs> what? what else do we have? Is there something? Remove half the budget. I think we did that many times over. <laughs> <laughs> there are a billion other games. Why are people playing your game? Wow. Cut right into the wound. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is a this is a fun list to. I mean, yeah. obviously now we're talking about something that we've already kind of worked out. Um, but I can see how this would work as a, as a creative writing uh, prompt, kind of think about various aspects of the games, um, and come up with some neat stuff. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna use this mm -hmm. uh, for my porn game. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why? There are a billion games out there, you know? Why should they play your game, buddy? Oh. <laughs> I made it, first of all, and I'm the loud black girl, so don't <laughs> test me. <laughs> don't test me. Everybody's got to have to play that game. So it's a personality thing. Yeah. That's the game, it's the personality that made the game. Yeah. And it's gonna be fun and weird, more worse than a scorpion. What kissing a uh, octopus? Making <laughs> <laughs> an octopus. So, bye, Friedrich. Bye, somebody bye. would say. <laughs> I will say it later. Yes. Um, yeah. Pretty neat. <laughs> we'll stream the corn game when it's online. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I still feel like I need to play a lot more because I have no idea what porn games look like. I think you don't need that. I've mm -hmm. just. But you need to know what players expect. Otherwise, if you just make something that they don't want to play, then you're not winning the way that you're intending to. Okay, wait. First of all, I've decided I'm mm -hmm. just making a game. Okay. With this personality. Also, sure. I mean, hmm? think about your porn game, Hannes. Yes. What that's game? All, didn't really... Let's all think about our porn games. No, yeah. I mean, your horse game. My horse game. Oh, yes. Yeah, just flagging it as a porn was enough for people to get interested. Yeah, so. you don't need much. But I've got some kinky stuff going on in my head with this questionnaire. I've already got, like, stuff going on, so... I don't care. I won't answer anything about a developer. I'll just answer the questions about <laughs> how to make the game. Just get to the point. So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You'll see. Cool. Ooh. Red King streaming sticks. Ooh, it's nice. a game I've had on my wish list forever and never 
I think since I've had Steam, I was back one day. Mm. Never fun. Yeah. <laughs> Compelling enough yeah. to actually do. Me too. Then then I put it off the wish list. Then they talked about it, and I was like, hey, wasn't that on my wish list? And I put it on again. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was on sale, but yeah, of course, I missed it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we are reaching also slowly the end. Uh, you wanted to have a quick look at the game? Yes. Yes. Well, let's have a quick look at the game. Don't be mean. We what? did something. Who's mean? More like he worked on it. <laughs> I just like was rambling on. Well, we were I don't even about... think about, I don't even think I helped, but... That's hmm. uh, my experience working with Hamilton. Yeah, well. he's already, he already had the game. He lets me go on for hours on end. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got the, he's, got it, he's, he's had it for days. Well, we, we all had it when we uh, did the hoot out, right? Uh -huh. I mean, this was the thing that we were talking about there. Uh -huh. how, how it's weird yes. that there's just two genders, but we have a billion genres. It's, they're still not really good enough to explain this type of music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was, but it was interesting to talk about and to explore and stuff. Um, at least for me, I feel it clarified some stuff because I was never quite sure how I feel about my gender um, in terms of that yes, I do absolutely identify as a man, but I don't really identify with what is commonly meant by that. Mm. And I think it's, uh, I've came to the conclusion that it's less, I don't think I'm non-binary. I think just my type of masculinity, I, I like to think of as not toxic. So kind of, I feel like in the common understanding of what a man needs to be is so full of toxic masculinity that I don't identify with that, that I'm very comfortable with my feminine side. And yeah, but still, so that was an interesting thing to think about what that means, how you feel about mm. things. I have a feeling that like most men feel that way. Mm. But they never, they dare not speak about it. Which is I... part of the toxic masculinity. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. I, I would also think uh, women. Some women don't talk about the. Mm, sure. Yeah. So it vice versa. There's a lot of things kept. I'm on the other hand battling with gender identity. I guess like, um, where I want to, f I'm so non-binary that I don't want to feel like I need to choose on any day. Like, if I feel like I want to like, feel like this, uh, a man or a woman, so what? Mm. Um, but it's difficult. It's It's been a learning. Actually, you're right. The talk that we had was... Um, yeah, that was interesting and fun. Therapeutic and interesting. And I'm a man, but I'm not a stereotypical one. Yeah, I'm. I'm also not like the other girls. <laughs> well, I'm reading. <laughs> but must, more importantly, what music genre is your uh, gender identity? Techno, absolutely, one hundred percent. Wow! <laughs> yes, let's have a look at that. 
So we made this thing. Mine is jazz. Yours is jazz? Yeah. Um, so typical of a black person, jazz. Oh, we can't do that. Stop it. But it's variations. So, but yeah, so we basically just made a quick thing where you have a... Oh. Uh, some error. I wonder what's up with that. But yes, and then you just categorize into Baroque or Techno. And obviously in the beginning you actually have Baroque and Techno music. It seems that nothing is loading right now. Nice. But yeah, eventually you have to then categorize all kinds of things. It's just those two, which hopefully is a bit of a statement on how goofy that whole thing is. To be more mindful of... Click on... On what? On the help, uh, mm -hmm. help desk. How can I help you? What do I have to do? Like, uh, we had, uh, for the Game Jam presentation, yeah. we had uh, an adjudicator or a tester. Game tester. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Lara, um, Acts of Kindness on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, she was one of the... She hosted it, I don't know if she organized it, okay. uh, but she hosted it, and she was uh, streaming the games, and it was fun to watch um, that exact frustration of, where do I put this hip-hop now? That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's exactly... Uh, I love when people get frustrated, in the good way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we couldn't... This is as simple as... We just couldn't fall into a box where we explained or preached to the choir what gender is. Yeah. is. There was This was the only way that we could explain that mm. really doesn't matter. Or well, um, like it's weird how, yeah. we, how little category we allow for people. Yeah. So that was this. And we won. What? Well, we came in well, number six. Out of That's 14 winning. in two categories. I think one was theme. And the audio. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess people sound, like the sound collection. Mix, yeah. that, that was the cheat, yeah. <laughs> it was a good playlist, I would say. <laughs> it was. Oh, certainly it was. Lots of new music uh, I didn't know or I had already in my Spotify list. Mm. Yeah, and there's some South African songs in there, so hey. Yeah. <laughs> that that she even had a problem, yeah, pronouncing. So, <laughs> so uh, like all. everybody else, I guess, <laughs> who's not South African, uh, black. <laughs> but yeah, um, I actually even forgot to put something in there. Check out Sophie Tucker. It's like, Ooh, yeah. oh yes, good. Good that you know them. Oh, so you've preached enough you, to Jan. Oh, you, you showed me several times. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, knew, yeah. I knew it. You posted it on the Discord as well. Right. Yes, I, I did. Twice even. That's. I love them. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to put that in. That was actually one of the first ones that came to mind. And then, of course, the first one to forget. Yeah, I, I, I love them too, since yeah. you've introduced them. Yeah, I found them on accident. I don't even know how. Hmm. Oh, because of the when uh, when the gays took over the Proud Boys hashtag. 
<laughs> there was a video that was playing one of the songs, so that's how I felt it. 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 I, I love hearing. <laughs> hey, don't remind me about that. Now I'm thinking about organic food in prison. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That poor salmon. Uh, All right. Um, so is that is is that us for today? Cool. Then we're gonna make some pizza. Vegetarian pizza. pizza. Non-vegetarian pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jan, I hope your family gets better soon. That you come to us soon. What? Are they they're okay though? Are they? No, I mean. You know, you're waiting until the end of the month before you come back. When are you coming back? Do you know yet? Second uh, of February is my uh, my train back. Oh my god! Where I'm starting to shed some weight, so no more pizzas. <laughs> There might be some pizzas. I mean. Yeah, but uh, I, I need to cut back on the dairy and the oh my god, uh, gluten, uh, sugar. Gotten like five kilos more since I've been here. Like I basically have a second human being with me. <laughs> I saw some weird stuff about some woman who thought it was uh, quarantine weight. Only to find out that she's pregnant. So, yeah. yeah I certainly look pregnant. <laughs> For the two of us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wish I could hand over the pregnancy should I ever be to him. I mean, He's already got the tummy for it and the, the body. So, yeah. <laughs> He's got the body for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Then, yes. Go get your dinner. And thanks for joining us. And I guess we'll see yes. you all next time. I'm gonna let, jump us all over to Red King, whoever's left. That was slash raid, right? Yeah. Okay. Happy weekend, everyone. Yeah, so, happy weekend. Happy thanks weekend. Thanks for uh, watching. Um, come join us next week or like maybe Monday I'll stream. I'll do another dev stream. We'll see. Yes. Nice. All right. Then. Wifey says bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then. Bye bye. Yes, yes. Goodbye. Bye.